for tuning in to Overcomers Church podcast today. We hope these messages encourage, build, and strengthen your walk in the Lord. Enjoy the message. My topic for this day is also finding strength in the Lord. I want to encourage you this morning to find your strength in the Lord. And um, to start off, I want to read with you, uh, read with you a scripture from 1 Samuel chapter 30. I don't know if they have the verse. This is a story about David, uh, how David destroys Amalekites. But we're not going to read the whole chapter, but a few verses. David and his men reached Ziglag Ziglag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Nigaway and Ziglag. They had attacked Ziglag and burnt it and had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men reached Ziglag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters take captive. So David and his men wept loud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives, and they give the name, Abigail and someone else. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him, each one bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. And the important part of this verse is, but David found strength in the Lord his God. Amen. Amen. You know, when I read that, I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, this is a serious situation where David had, had to face, I think, one of the most depressing situations David had faced in his lifetime. He, he faced a lot of discouraging situations when Saul came after him. But this was his own possessions. His family, his wife, his children, everything was taken captive. And even Ziglag, the place that they were living, was burned down. And it says in that verse that the, that the men and David grieved. They cried so much. They grieved so much that they had no strength left. Just imagine grieving so long. How, how deep the pain was. <laughs> because all of that was precious to them was taken. And it says, and David grieved and cried. See, after David grieved and cried along with the men, he didn't stay there. He didn't stay discouraged. He didn't stay depressed. He didn't stay devastated. But it says that he strengthened himself in the Lord. And it is after that, the few verses after that, it says that he asked God what he should do. If it was us humanly, I mean, David was human too. But if it was us, we would say, okay, God, and we would cry and weep and get, uh, be discouraged and depressed. And, and will we find strength in the Lord first? Or will we stay discouraged and depressed and keep blaming the Lord. This morning I want to remind you. See David didn't first go to God for solution. Some of us as Christians. When we are in a situation. We are soon to ask the Lord. Lord what should I do? What should I do? What, what is the answer for this? Where is my breakthrough? How can I answer this? How can I you know, solve this problem? We are quick to go to God for solution. But David didn't go to God for solution first. He went to God for strength. He went to God for encouragement instead of direction. There's something for us to learn there. We want God to answer our prayers, give us our breakthroughs. But have we made him first his, our source where we find strength and encouragement? You know, David had all the reasons to blame himself. Because it was... His responsibility. He left his wife, his children, and all the men, and all the uh, people, the men who battled with him, 
and their wives all vulnerable, unattended. He had all the reasons to blame himself, but he didn't blame himself. See, if you don't find strength in the Lord, you'll begin to blame yourself. You'll begin to blame people around you. You'll begin to blame the government. You'll begin to blame your wife, your husband, your mother, your father, everybody else. You'll begin to blame instead of finding strength in the Lord. You know, walking with the Lord, I've been walking with the Lord for 25 years compared to a lot of people out there and here. It's a very small amount. But I walked through seasons of depression, abandonment, rejection, and even places of abuse, verbally, emotionally abuse. But what kept me going? What kept me to come to this place even? You know, one time somebody asked me, you know, Kayla, so much of things have been taken out of your life, your mother, your father, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can't get bitter with the Lord. How come you serve the Lord still? The answer is, I went back to Him, the source, and found my strength. Instead of blaming myself or everybody else, I found strength in the Lord. That is what has kept me going for the last 25 years. You know, I want to share with you four simple keys that, have, that I have found and continue because storms are going to keep coming. The rain came on the house that was built on the rock and on the sand. <laughs> it didn't say, ah, since it was built on the rock, I'm not go the rain is not going to fall. It's going to fall. Storms are going to keep coming. The wind is going to keep blowing against you to test your faith, to test your hope, your trust in the Lord. But when he does, I want to give you four keys that has helped me to stand strong, that has helped me to keep going, and I hope it will encourage you also. The first key is make God the source of your strength. And as Mitch started in this, mor this morning, he said, you know, when somebody gives you a news, uh, MTV, or, you know, he, he mentioned that, but when somebody gives you a, a very serious news or a serious uh, information, you would ask who's the source. If the source is not trustworthy, you just... You just let it go. You know, this morning, I want you to stop putting your strength and finding your source in the internet, in Facebook, you know, in, in people. I want you to rely on a, on a trusted source, and that is God. He's the most trusted source that you can ever rely on. That will never lie to you, that will never let you down, that will never abandon you. Make God the source of your strength. You know, some of you can say, you know, don't wait till someone else puts strength into you. When we say, okay, when I, when I have a lot of money in the bank, I'll find strength in the Lord. When my family gets saved, I'll find strength in the Lord. When I buy a nice house of my own or buy a beautiful car, I'll find strength in the Lord. Or even if I get married, I'll find strength in the Lord. You know, all those means that you're putting your strength in somebody else's hand that will not last. That is just temporary. But this morning, put your source. Go back to the source that you can always rely on. You know, David said in Psalms, this is why God said, you know, this man is a man after my own heart because he always came back to his source. He found strength in the Lord. He said in Psalms, it says 28, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In Psalms 118, he says, the Lord is my strength and my defense. When people came against him, accused him, he was his defense. God was his defense. In Exodus, it says, the Lord is my strength and my song. He continued to go back to the Lord to find strength. This morning, even if, it's, if you're married, don't let your husband be your strength. 
first make God the strength. Because your husband, is, husband or wife is, is human. They're going to have good days, bad days. Amen. <laughs> the emotions are going to go high, low. Sorry? No, no, no. Julian got convicted. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't put your strength in even your spouse. Yes, the Lord has put you together to walk together. But first, let God be your strength. Not your family. Not your good looks, Bevan. Not your education. That's not going to give you a good strength. It will give you a permanent strength. But not a strength that you can rely on. And not in anybody else around you. You know, God told Paul, when Paul said, God, take this thorn. It's a thorn of, that, he feels like, it felt like a thorn in his flesh when he had to go through so much of persecution. But God said, my grace is sufficient. And in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. In your weakness, are you feeling weak this morning? It's a perfect position to receive God's strength. Perfect. You are in the perfect position to receive God's strength. In your weakness, His strength is the greatest. In your weakness, His strength is the greatest. You know, what does this mean for you? some of you? Like, okay, what does that mean? Even if your family doesn't serve, you keep still serving. If they refuse to come to church, you still keep coming to church. If your children are going crazy, don't let that suck your strength out. If your financial, your bank account is zero, don't let, let your strength be dependent on that. God's grace is sufficient for you to walk the battle that you're in right now. Because while you are waiting for God to come through, He's working on your faith. He's working on your attitude. He's working on your, on your response, on your inner man. So make God your strength. Amen. The second one, second point. I'm going to go quick. I don't know if the time is going fast or slow. <laughs> wait on the Lord. How do you wait on the Lord? You wait on the Lord in prayer, in worship, in His presence. You know, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, it says, He energizes those who get tired. Are you tired this morning? He gives fresh strength to dropouts. I love this version. <laughs> For even young people tire and drop out. Young people, who those who think, you know, and feel young even. Young force in their prime stumble and fall. But those who wait upon the Lord get fresh strength. Those who wait on the Lord get fresh strength. You know, in my life, the journey that I have walked with the Lord, worship has played a key role in my life. Each time I felt depressed, each time I felt shattered, I used worship, a place of waiting in the Lord. You know, when you, are, when you wait on the Lord, He reset, resets your strength. He resets something that is not okay in you. You know, the, two days ago, uh, the computer got stuck. And I called I call Mitch. I said, honey, the sound is not coming. What am I supposed to do? He said, off it and on it. I said, okay. That's what everybody says. I said, okay, I'll do that also again. And I did it once and it didn't happen. So I did it the second time. When I did it, it came back. You know, some of you need a reset in your spirit. 
you need to shut down the voices that are speaking to you and stay in worship wait upon the lord so that he can reset you and begin to strengthen you in the inside of you you know when you off the computer and you wait for that few minutes to, for the screen to come back you're like come on come on <laughs> you know it's like 100 years you're waiting for that screen to come on <laughs> but it comes on as you wait and some things that didn't function begin to function again the sound came again in the same way when you begin to reset yourself waiting on the lord in worship or in prayer things that were not functioning before begin to function your faith that didn't function before will begin to function your authority that didn't function before god will begin to reset it he will reset your faith he will reset your authority he will reset your strength once again as you wait on the lord we don't like to wait we don't like to wait even in a queue to buy something but you know what god is never a god who is in in a hurry he does most of the things while waiting jesus was not in a hurry when they gave him that the the news came that the daughter was dead jesus was not in a hurry he took his own cool time and went actually even when lazarus was de- dead after he died i mean the news came jesus your friend is dying aren't you yeah he took his time he waited sometimes in your waiting is where the miracle happens so wait on the lord wait on the lord in worship in prayer maybe you don't ha- you don't like to sing put a worship song begin to worship him begin to praise him despite of what e- else is happening around you you know each time david worship and waited on the lord he was when he was discouraged he came out a stronger man you know sometimes when you worship when you pray and wait on the lord your situation may have not changed but your attitude towards your situation will definitely change your attitude towards your situation will definitely change because you begin to see things through the lens of heaven you begin to see through the eyes of god eyes of hope eyes of strength eyes of peace and something begins to reset inside of you you know i want to give you a personal uh, example you know we uh, when just before my father died that same day in the evening we had a miracle service and uh, they were praying for handkerchiefs sent to anyone you want who was sick and i knew my father was having some challenges physically so i just took a handkerchief i came front and i got it prayed and people prayed over it and i finished this miracle service i went back into the children's home because that's where i was living and then uh, someone came and gave me the news and said you know kela we have something to tell you your father just passed away my heart was devastated i didn't know what to do i had the hanky in my hand all i could do is say god i still love you sorry i didn't expect this <laughs> my tears are because i remember the goodness of god and after that the whole a few months i just woke up every morning at 5 children's home was there at the back it was the whole children's home I would sit at the back at 5 a.m. I didn't have long prayers to pray. I just waited on the Lord. I just waited on the Lord. 
I didn't have big prayers. I didn't blame God. I didn't blame anyone else. I'm not bragging about myself, but this is how I found strength. With tears rolling down my eyes, that's all I had to say, God. I love you. When you wait on the Lord, it renews your strength. Even when you're going, the, going through the most craziest storm, when you wait on the Lord, it gives you the right perspective. I didn't get bitter with the Lord. I didn't get mad with Him because I waited on Him and drew my strength from Him. This morning, what are the things that you are facing that has devastated you? Wait on the Lord. It will give you a different perspective. Find your strength by waiting on Him. Amen. My third point. I hope I'm on, on, on time. <laughs> Number three. Praying in the Spirit. Amen. You know, in, uh, I'm going to read a few verses. In Jude chapter 1 verse 20. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Spirit. Power of the Spirit. Power gives you power. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. In Romans it says... For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. In 1 Corinthians it says, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. Wow. It's like an antidote. You call it antidote, right? I can't do it inside, I don't know. It helps you to fight the depression that you're going through. It helps you to fight the hopelessness that you're going through. It helps you to fight the discouragement that you're going through. When you begin to speak in the spirit, it begins to connect you to the source, the river. The Holy Spirit is called the comforter. And when you begin to pray in the spirit, you begin to connect to that comforter who can give you the ultimate comfort than anything else around you. When you're hopeless, when you feel drained, when you feel like you don't have strength, begin to pray in the Spirit. Whenever you feel discouraged, confused, helpless, pray in the Spirit. You know, some would say, I don't feel like doing it. Like I said in the morning, praying in the Spirit is not based on your feelings. When everything else is going chaos, when everything else is breaking out, all hell is breaking out on you, what else can you hold on to than the Lord? And when the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit who can connect us and comfort us, what more do we need? He's the ultimate comforter. He's the ultimate strength. So pray in the Spirit. And if it's not, it's not a feeling, it's a choice. It's a choice, people. Pray in the Spirit. Because spiritual things get activated only by choice. You begin to unlock the spirit realm when you begin to pray in the spirit. You know, we had an example. Mitch has told this example many times. When we had to go for the uh, visas to the U.S. embassy, most of the families that went into those one and two cubicles came out very, oh boy. <laughs> oh, it did not. It did not look good. <laughs> We're just looking at all of them and he's like, oh boy, none of them have a joyful face. <laughs> because everyone who went in that one and two number cubicles came out quite down. <laughs> you know, I told Mitch, I said, honey, let's pray in the spirit. We began to pray in the spirit. I don't know what happened. Something snapped inside of us. The fear that was controlling us, the lies that were trying to haunt us and say, no, you're not going to get it. 
began to break off of us. Because when you pray in the spirit, something breaks inside of you. The lies begin to break. The depression begins to crack. It may not break completely, but it begins to crack. The discouragement that is trying to weigh on you will begin to crack. When you activate the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Let's take a minute. I don't know what you are going through right now, what you came in with. Let's take a minute and let's pray in the spirit. Tap into that source. Tap into that spirit man. Begin to build your muscle. Begin to build your inner man. You know, when Mitch had the back pain, when Mitch had the back pain, he went to physiotherapy. And one exercise that the physiotherapist gave was to strengthen his core muscles, he gave certain exercises. It was not fun. And every time he did those core muscle exercises, it began to stretch. It was painful. But what he didn't know was it was strengthening his back. You know, Christopher will know all these exercise things. The more you put pressure, the more you keep working on a certain muscle, it begins to get stronger. It begins to get, you know, stronger than any other muscle. And it's the same in our spirit man. When you begin to strengthen your spirit man, even the lies that the enemy tries to hit against you, you are able to stand against it. You begin to have a backbone against the lies of the enemy. Because the core of your spirit man begins to get strengthened and you're able to stand against the lies of the enemy. You're able to stand against the depression. You're able to stand against the storm that the enemy is bringing against you. So begin to strengthen the core man inside of you. Begin to strengthen the inner man inside of you by praying in the spirit. Each time you feel devastated, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit and begin to build that inner man inside of you. My fourth point is speak to your soul. I spoke about this last Sunday. See, once your spirit man gets strengthened, you can command your soul to come into order. Once your spirit man is strengthened, you can command your soul to come into order. What is your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. When your emotions are saying, no, God is not going to come through. No, it's late. God is not on time. My breakthrough is never going to come. Remind your soul. Keep reminding your emotions. Keep reminding your mind how good God is. Remind him of his faithfulness. Remind your soul. You know, when I, when I walk in the house, when a situation comes, the last few weeks something came up. And I would say, no, God is going to come through. God, you're going to come through for us. You're going to provide for us. You're going to open the supply lines and provide for us. And I kept talking to myself and preaching to myself. And Rayma was like, Mama, why are you talking to yourself? I said, sweetheart, sometimes you've got to f- speak to yourself. You've got to speak and preach to yourself the very truth of God's word. Amen. You know, we don't live in our soul. We live in our spirit. That's why we are called spirit beings. We don't live in our, in our mind, what our mind t- tells us to think. We don't live in the emotions that we feel. 
you know most of the time the, the situation with christians is we are spirit beings but we live mostly in the realm of the soul what does that mean because we let the mind our mind our will and our emotions dictate the outcome of our situation instead of letting god's word be the end of our situation have you been letting your mind speak to you the lies of the enemy speaking to you have you let the enemy control your emotions have he has he been controlling your responses your will to certain situations this morning i want you to switch back and begin to speak to your soul don't let your soul speak to you you speak to your soul you begin to remind your soul what kind of god you serve you got to speak to yourself sometimes you know in david david was a man who spoke to his soul a lot in psalms he said oh my soul oh my soul he would go but you know what in in psalms it says praise the lord oh my soul all my innermost being praise his holy name praise the lord my soul and forget not his benefits don't forget what the lord did to you don't forget the time he parted the red sea soul don't forget oh soul remember that he forgives all your sins when you feel condemned oh soul remember he heals your diseases when your body is weak when your body is going through a certain sickness oh soul remind yourself that he redeems your life from the pit remind your soul that he crowns you with love and compassion and remind your soul that he satisfies you with good things you got to speak to your soul remind your soul you know david didn't surrender his feelings or discouragements he didn't surrender to his feelings he challenged them with the word of god challenge your feelings with the word of god challenge your emotions with the word of god challenge it don't let it speak to you you speak to it so if your soul is not feeling good tell your soul everything is going to work out for my good tell your soul that god is working even in the silence tell your soul that something is breaking even while i'm waiting wow that rhymed tell your soul that god is working your miracle while you are waiting on him while you're speaking in tongues you don't know what's happening but you will continue to speak in tongues while you're walking to that job interview you're going to speak in tongues while you're going to the hospital to see that sick person speak in tongues something is happening when you begin to respond the way god wants you to respond you know when rema got we got the report from the doctors that rema had dengue which was with the doctor i came off i had to say to my soul soul you are not breaking up god has healed her she was born a miracle you will not take her from us soul god is fighting on our behalf soul she is healed by the stripes of jesus soul god has come through for us he's going to come through again for us i had to remind myself on the way to hospital that my god is faithful speak to your soul and tell your soul even when i'm walking through the valley i will bless the lord even through all hell is breaking loose and people are accusing me fighting against me i will still bless the lord when my marriage is in chaos i will still bless the lord when my spouse is breaking up i will still bless the lord even you know you may be having 10 reasons 
to be discouraged this morning. But I want to remind you, there is many more reasons for you to have hope. Your reasons to have hope is more than the reasons to be discouraged. Because you serve a God who lives. You serve a God who hears your cry. You serve a God who sees your tears. You serve a God who will part the Red Sea. You serve a God who will multiply and feed you with the most little things that you have. He's good. Looking back, when I look back at my life, you know, whatever I preach from here, I can't fabricate something else. I preach out of what I, what I have walked through. And the journey that the Lord has walked with me for the past 25 years, when everything, something comes up in my life, I say, God, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I will still bless you. I will still love you. I will still find my strength in you. And what's significant about David was in that story, I told you he didn't find, he didn't go to God for solution. He went for God to strength, to strengthen himself. And after he strengthened himself, God spoke to David and said, yes, you will pursue and you will defeat the Amalekites. Go ahead. You know, some of you don't go for God for your breakthrough. Don't go to God for answers for your prayers. Go to God because he is your source and he is your strength this morning. And as you go to God for that, he will renew your strength. He will renew your strength that will give you direction even for your solution. The solutions will follow as you fix your eyes and your focus on the Lord this morning.